Welcome to CCK Live. I'm Bethany Cook, and with me today is Brandon Paiva and Emma Peterson. In today's video, we're going to discuss VA survivors' benefits claims. So I'll start by just explaining what survivors' benefits are. Uh, the Department of Veterans Affairs offers certain benefits to eligible surviving spouses, children, and parents of deceased veterans. There are certain requirements that you have to meet uh, in order to qualify as an eligible surviving spouse, child, or parent. Uh, so if you do believe that you meet those requirements, uh, you can confirm that by reviewing the criteria on VA's website, as we're not going to get into that today. Um, but moving on, VA survivors' benefits, uh, they include uh, Dependency and Indemnity Compensation, or DIC for short, uh, as well as survivors' pension and burial benefits. Today we're going to talk specifically about DIC and survivor's pension, uh, but we do have other videos available, um, especially talking about burial benefits as well, uh, if you're interested. Brandon, did you want to start us off with an overview of DIC? Absolutely. So I'll define sort of the framework of what DIC is and how to apply for it, and generally speaking, what one would have to show to qualify for these benefits. So. Like Bethany had stated um, in the opening of the CCK Live, we're going to be talking about Dependency and Indemnity Compensation, or DIC for short. Essentially, DIC is a tax-free monthly benefit afforded to surviving spouses, children, and dependent parents of veterans whose death was related to military service or was due to a service-connected condition. Now, in order to apply for DIC benefits, you typically have to use what's called the VA Form 21P-534EZ. That's a tongue twister, but rest assured, you can find this form on VA's website. If you just go to va.gov and search for DIC or DIC benefits, you'll be able to pull up a fillable uh, PDF form and you'll be able to fill in the information there in order to apply for these benefits. Now, importantly, survivors are not paid the same monthly amount that the veteran was receiving at the time of their death. So we do want to have sort of a distinction between a service-connected disability or service-connected compensation that a veteran receives monthly and what these DIC benefits are. DIC has its own exclusive rates, which can be found on VA's uh, website as well. Um, if you go to VADisability.gov, you can typically, like I said, just search for survivor benefits or survivor DIC rates, and that should be able to point you in the right direction. In order for survivors to qualify for DIC, veterans and service members must meet one of the following criteria. Essentially, the service member had to have died while on active duty, active duty training, or inactive duty training, or the veteran had passed away due to a service-connected condition, or the veteran's service-connected death was not service-related, but the veteran was entitled to receive VA disability compensation for a totally disabling condition like TDIU for a period of at least 10 years prior to their death, or since release from active duty and for a period of at least five years prior to the veteran's death, or for at least one year before the veteran's death if the veteran was a former POW or who died after September 30th, 1999. So there's a lot of different criteria and a lot of different ways that a uh, veteran's uh, survivor can qualify for these benefits. So we would definitely advise to double check this information on VA's website. We're gonna cover a lot of information here, so we unfortunately can't dive into the specifics totally, um, but hopefully that provides you with just a general framework. Now. For surviving spouses, children, and parents, they must also meet the criteria to qualify for DIC as well. 
Now, DIC versus accrued benefits. So there's a distinction between what dependency and indemnity, uh, indemnity compensation is as compared to what accrued benefits are. It's important to note that the difference between DIC and accrued benefits is that accrued benefits are benefits that are due but not paid prior to a veteran's death. So hypothetically speaking, if the veteran had a claim for service connection for PTSD pending or an appeal for service connection for PTSD pending and he or she had passed away during their time and the spouse was substituted in as the claimant, an accrued benefits claim would be once the spouse is substituted in, they would have to issue a decision on the appeals that we're claiming at the veteran's uh, time of death. If he should have been afforded DIC benefits, then uh, the spouse would have been um, paid those accrued benefits. So that's what accrued is, which is very different than DIC. This is not considered death or survivor's benefits since they were owed to the veteran before their death when we're talking about accrued. Essentially, based on the veteran's entitlement and not the survivor's entitlement is what is going to determine whether the uh, survivor is also going to be entitled to accrued benefits. Essentially, what we're trying to say is DIC benefits are based on the eligible survivor's claim that the veteran died of a condition caused by service, whereas accrued benefits stem from the veteran's claim itself. So hopefully that helps with a little bit of a distinction between what DIC is and what accrued benefits are. Great. Thank you, Brandon. And I know that we do have other CCK lives uh, talking specifically about accrued benefits and how to apply for those after a veteran's death as well. Um, but DIC is a very important benefit because it's the only monthly compensation benefit available to a veteran surviving dependents. But if you don't qualify for DIC, survivor's pension might be an alternative. Emma, could you tell us a little bit about survivor's pension? Of course. <clears throat> so VA's survivor's pension program is a tax-free needs-based um, financial benefit that's reserved for low-income surviving spouses and children of deceased veterans with wartime service, and that's the key. Um, the veteran does not have to be service-connected for any conditions while they were alive for their dependents to qualify for the survivor's pension. Um, instead, the service requirements of the veteran, not, not the survivors, but the veteran must meet um, those who served prior to 1980, September 1980, must have served for at least 90 days um, of active duty service with at least one day during a wartime period. Veterans who served after September 1980 must have served for two years um, or the time frame which they are ordered to service with one day being dur during wartime period. Um, and the veteran must have been discharged under conditions other than dishonorable. Um, so again, this is really reserved for um, veterans with wartime service um, as opposed to the DAC um, benefit is for any veteran. Um, so that's what the veteran requirements are. For the actual survivors, um, they have to meet a low income standard. So they must have an income limit in order to be eligible. Um, and their income must be less than the amount set by Congress. So if eligible, the amount of the benefit received will be the difference between your countable income and the annual pension limit. Um, and countable income includes things like earnings, disability, and retirement, including Social Security, um, interest in dividends, and any net income from a business. And also unimbursed medical expenses are those medical expenses that are not covered by your insurance. Um, so those are factored into um, your annual <clears throat> income for the pension limit. 
Um, so again, it's a needs-based program um, it, for war decedents, excuse me, survivors of wartime veterans. Um, so if interested in learning more about survivors' pension, we certainly have blog posts about this on our website, um, and you could reach out to um, an accredited rep agent, a VSO, an attorney to talk more about whether or not you qualify for survivors' pension. Thank you, Emma. And I'll just uh, briefly go over how to apply for both of these benefits if you do believe you are eligible. So like Brandon said before, uh, the formal application to submit a claim for VA survivor benefits is the form 21P-534EZ, or Application for DIC, Death Pension, and or Accrued Benefits. Uh, and like uh, Brandon said, you can find this form uh, on VA's website. And once you have the form completed in its entirety, uh, you can mail it to the Pension Management Center that serves your state, which is listed on VA's website, or you can visit your local regional office and turn in your application for processing in person. Keep in mind that there might be additional forms that you do need to file, uh, depending on what other benefits you're seeking. Uh, so you can check out CCK's other videos on accrued benefits or VA's website uh, for more information on when and what other forms in addition to the 534 um, that you're going to need to file. The process is very confusing. Even just the process of making sure you have the right forms can be complicated, so you might need help. Uh, Brandon, could you tell us when someone might want a representative to assist them in this process? Absolutely. Just to reiterate what Bethany had just stated, you know, DIC or accrued benefits, survivor's pensions, these claims can also be very difficult to navigate. And to be quite frank, they often take a long time. For DIC alone, we need to know if the veteran had passed away due to a service-connected condition, was he or she rated totally disabling for 10 years prior to his or her death, um, when do I qualify, do I have any accrued pending, were there any claims or appeals pending before the veteran had passed. There's a lot of sort of, um, there's a lot of things that need to go into this in order to determine if a veteran, um, you know, had all these things and if his spouse or her spouse would qualify for any of these benefits. So it might be beneficial to seek assistance from a veteran service organization, a VA accredited claims agent, or a VA accredited attorney. Seeking assistance can ensure that all the proper forms are completed and necessary evidence is submitted, and it can also ensure that whoever you're seeking assistance from is also trying to maximize the benefits for what you may qualify for. Again, you may qualify for DIC and accrued, you may qualify for one, you may qualify for both, you may qualify for just pension. Um, so sort of seeking assistance is, is almost recommended, especially in dealing with, you know, kind of a, a confusing um, kind of process when it comes to after a veteran passes away. The accredited advocates um, at CCK, we've used our knowledge and you know years and years of experience to assist numerous survivors with their claims, and we might be able to help you as well. So if you feel like you may qualify for these benefits, what I would do is I would reach out to CCK as soon as possible in order to see if this is something that we may be able to offer assistance and see if this is something that we might be able to help you out with. Thank you. And that's all the information that we had today. Um, so thank you all for tuning in. Um, like we've said a few times, more information on survivors' benefits and DIC can be found on our blog. Uh, and you're also welcome to check out our other videos and subscribe to our YouTube channel um, for additional information. Um, and as always, um, if you are interested in seeing additional um, videos, please don't forget to follow us on social media.